Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are talking about imposter syndrome. Now... I'm not going to go into like technical definition or anything like that. I'm going to go into a story about me that hopefully you can gain some, gain some perspective from, learn a little bit that is going to apply to you as well. And on top of that, we're going to get into a couple of challenges that I have for you around this topic, because honestly, it's something that a lot of us face. You know, at any point in your career, have you ever been at a point where you're, you know, wondering, you're like, man, how did I get here? Like, how do I belong around these people or how do I belong at this level? I know I've felt it. I know I've had athletes that have felt it. And I know the chances are to some degree or another, depending on where you're at in your career, that you have probably felt it too. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to get into imposter syndrome, exactly what it exactly how you might be feeling it in your own career and then what you can do to start getting around it so number one let's talk about me over the last few months and the experiences that i've had with this so many of you that are tuning in right now have probably been following me some sort of time within the last four months because at the time of this recording i have eighteen point six thousand instagram followers and on august 30th I had 1600. So in the last, what it's, it's December now. So four ish months, my following has gone from 1600 to 18,000. So in that time, I've also seen some pretty high level people follow me. Steffi Cohen was a world champion powerlifter and uh, is now a boxer. And I saw her follow me the other day, Anthony Pettis a little while back a number of other UFC fighters, a number of other top-level professional boxers. And as this was starting to happen, as these names that I've been following for years started to follow me, as that following number kept growing up, um, as I was getting DMs from literally around the world, which is still so cool to see, like so cool to see, talking about, you know, the work I've done and how it's impacted them and how people have been able to take just my free videos that you see on my page and make a massive difference in their training. I started feeling something that I wouldn't have necessarily expected. I started feeling just anxious. You know, most people in a situation like that, they're like, man, I've been working so hard and now it's finally popping off. Like they just feel nothing but, you know, nothing but joy. But I started feeling anxious. And very quickly, I started realizing why I was feeling anxious. My first thoughts, and this is, you know, a little bit of a vulnerable share, but my first thoughts were, oh, someone's going to figure out that I'm a fraud. Someone's going to figure out that I don't actually know what I'm talking about, which is not true just for anybody who's listening here live, but it's the mind that plays tricks on you. You know, people started actually finally recognizing me. And as a result, my first thought was, oh, no, what if that means that someone's not going to like what they see? What if that means that, you know, someone's going to 
expose me for not knowing what I'm doing, even though I know what I'm doing and I know that I know what I'm doing, but there's those little mental blocks. And I've seen similar things with a lot of my athletes in the past as well. An athlete of mine just competed in his first, uh, for the national team in his country for the first time. And we had a call a week before he was going to go to world championships. And he was telling me, man, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm on this team. You know, it just like, I don't feel like I belong. I feel like these other guys are so much more high level than me. I feel like these other, like, I feel like I don't belong in the room with them. And I told him exactly what I had someone tell me recently, which is if you didn't belong there, you wouldn't be. And it's super simple because we don't necessarily view ourselves as someone special. But when you, like I told this athlete, it was like, look back at the last five years and tell me about your life. He's like, well, I train basically every day. Um, you know, I've been working to basically support my training. Every chance I get, I'm investing in, you know, new coaches or new help or, you know, new team or like other things to do with improving my game as a fighter. And then I stopped him and I was like, okay, how many other people do you know that have done it to that degree? And he was like, nobody. I was like, okay, so then tell me this. Why would you not deserve to be on the national team? You know, you've been doing this for the last five years consistently, every single day, doing everything you can to get as good as you can, not going up to parties, not, you know, living that lifestyle. You've been focusing all your energy on improving in this area over the last five years. And now you've been recognized for improving in this area over the last five years. Why would you not deserve that? Why would you not belong there? And he kind of laughed and he went, you know what? Like, yeah, you're right. Like, why would I not? Why would I not belong there? And this is something that I really want to get across to all of you guys. If you're being put in a position as an athlete where, you know, you're at a higher level, you're fighting in front of more people, you're making, you know, the provincial, the national, the state, whatever team it is that you might not feel like you belong on or feel like you deserve, you wouldn't be there if you didn't belong there. And this, like, this reminds me, well, I mean, this leads me into this past weekend, um, I've talked about it on the last couple episodes, but I was on, I was at a retreat this past weekend in Kelowna, British Columbia, where basically we spent the whole weekend, a group of 18 high performers in business. And we spent the whole weekend learning more effective ways to communicate our message, more effective ways to serve our clients and just like all different things that are going to you know, massively impact our ability to massively impact our audiences, our people, and so on and so on. And one of the exercises during this event, uh, one of the speakers was my business coach, Brian Mark, and he spoke about vision. He spoke about, you know, when you're at the darkest point in your life, being able to look forward and see what, like, what you actually have in the future. You know, he spoke through his own story, and I won't go into super detail about it, but basically came from like absolute rock bottom. And now he's making tens of millions of dollars a year. He's speaking on international stages in front of thousands of people. He's hanging out with his entrepreneurial idols. Like he is living the life that he dreamt of when he was at his lowest point, because over the last 10 years, he's worked relentlessly to get there. And as he was talking, I started to realize you know, over the last few months, like I said, I've been feeling like almost anxious as my followings continue to grow, as I've noticed these high level people, people that I've followed for a long time that I've watched on TV, 
starting to follow me and starting to DM me and talk about, you know, the benefits of the content that I've been putting out. And these anxious feelings felt like, you know, I didn't deserve that recognition or that recognition, you know, that like it wasn't, it wasn't normal that this was going to be happening to me. And as Brian was talking, as he was talking about, you know, rising from the past and everything he's built over the last 10 years and talking about, you know, every time I do hit that, like that slip up or every time I fall flat on my face, I sit back up and I remember who the fuck I am. And that was the quote right there that really stuck out to me. I sit back up and I remember who the fuck I am. And as he said that, I remember thinking back to when I was 15 years old, when I started coaching. And for those of you who don't know, I am 30 years old right now. So 15 years was literally half my life. And I remember thinking back to when I was 15 years old, standing in, uh, I can't remember, in Windsor, Ontario, at national powerlifting championships with an athlete that I was coaching. And that athlete, while I was coaching him, unofficially broke a world record. And unfortunately, it was not a meet that he was allowed to actually break the record at. So he lifted more than the world record, but it didn't count in the world record books, which doesn't make any sense to me. But either way, this 13-year-old kid set national records being coached by me, a 15-year-old kid. And then I started thinking back to years after when I started a powerlifting team at my university, when I spent my summers working with the Montreal Alouettes, the CFL team in that area of the country. I spent all year working every waking moment in the gym with any athlete who was willing to listen to what I had to say or what I was able to add to their training. I thought of moving back to Ottawa after university where I got a job at a gym where I was making $800 a month, barely scraping my pennies together, driving to and from work two to three times a day because the hours were so spread out. Then from Ottawa, I'm moving to Calgary for another job that really paid me nothing. And then being able to build my own clientele up at that job just to have that taken away, just to start my own business in this field, just to have COVID shut the world down on and on and on and on like that to putting myself in the position that I'm in right now. And I remembered as soon as I thought back to that and like, sorry for going on that little bit of a tangent there, but as soon as I thought back to that, I realized how the fuck could I not expect high level people to be following me or higher numbers to start to happen or people to DM me from around the world talking about the impact that the sessions and the conditioning work and all that stuff that I put out is having on them. And as cocky as that might sound, to, you know, someone just coming into this, you've got to expect that if you put in a ridiculous amount of work over 15 years, that good things are going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that was just where that imposter syndrome started to disappear because I started to really realize that I've put myself in a position that I can, I've put myself in a position that know enough that higher level people are going to start to follow me, understand that what I do is valuable and start to use it. I've put myself in the position where people around the world are going to use the work that I do and massively impact their performances without even ever having a conversation with me. And it was a really cool realization because for the first time, it made me really understand that you're never going to be put in a position that you don't belong in. You know, thinking about it that way and thinking about if I'm here, I have control and I either, you know, did the good things to put me in a good spot or did the bad things to put me in a bad spot. 
it allowed me to finally accept that, you know, as I continue to grow, it's because of the work that I'm doing. It's not luck. It's not, you know, just like, it's not, yeah, it's not luck. It's because I actually deserve to be here. And this is what I really want to put across to you guys as well. You've got to understand that your future in your sport, your future as an athlete, your ability to either hit or not hit the goals that you set for your career are within your control. They're within your control and you're going to be put in situations that are going to test whether or not you really want those goals that you say you want. You're going to be put in situations that are going to test your will to work through adversity, your will to continue to push when bad things happen. And if you look at those like those moments of adversity as, you know, the world coming down around you or, you know, the world being unfair or whatever else it might be, you're going to quit. And when you quit, that's the universe saying you didn't fucking want it that badly anyway. But if you look at those moments of adversity as this is a test from the universe, this is a test to see how badly I actually want to be here and you continue to push forward then that is going to show the universe what you want. That is going to show the universe what you're willing to work through. And in turn, that is going to put you in a position that is going to allow you to be successful later down the road. And like the prime example of this for myself in my career was COVID. I started my business November 17th, 2019, and COVID shut the world down March 16th, 2020. Four months between, or not, yeah, four months from the day I started to the day the world got shut down. And as a new business owner, I can tell you, operating a fully in-person business when you're not allowed in a gym, not super fun. But again, a lot of people I know quit when that happened and they just went on to go do other things. When that happened to me, I started figuring out how to go online. I started figuring out the work that needed to be done to achieve the result that I wanted. And those little things over the years didn't feel like extra work to me. They just felt normal. But that is also why I've been able to see the success that I have. And that is also why I've been able to keep moving forward and continue to grow in the career that I've wanted since I was 13 years old. So guys, my challenge for you off of all of this is number one, think about your language. So as an example, when COVID shut the world down, you have two options. You know, as a coach, I had two options, either A, I can say, this isn't fair. Why do these things happen to me? And I can go off and do something else. Or B, I can say, wow, okay, you know, here's where I'm at. What do I do now? So with your language, are you victimizing yourself or are you empowering yourself to make good decisions? And again, set yourself up for success in the future. So if you start thinking about that in every area of your life, you know, you get injured. Are you thinking, oh, God, why does this happen to me? I have the worst luck, blah, blah, blah. Or are you looking and you're saying, okay, you know, I can't do my full training, but what can I do? How can I continue to use this time to improve? And I guarantee you the one who uses that second language is going to be the one who's going to continue to move forward faster. Now, on the other side, too, what I want you to really understand is control, right? Because, again, if you blame other people, blame external circumstances or anything like that, when you know these things happen, when you blame external circumstances, you give away your control. If I had quit coaching and when COVID hit and said, well, it's not my fault because you know I couldn't get into the gym, so it's not my fault. Well, then I might be right, but four years later, I'm not a coach. 
Whereas instead taking accountability and saying, okay, COVID shut the gyms down. How do I figure this out? Now, yeah, it might still not be my fault. It's not my fault COVID shut the gyms down, but because I took accountability for the situation I was in and continued to press forward, I was able to make something out of that situation. If you're sitting here right now, if you're an athlete and you're saying, well, you know, I'd love to take my sport more seriously, but I can't because, you know, work's busy. Well, or you can look at that and you can say, well, is there other times during the day that I can train when I'm not working? Is there a possibility to take another job that would allow me to put more focus in my training? Do I maybe can I maybe drop a shift every week, continue to pay my bills comfortably, and then put more effort into my training? Like, what can I do versus it's not my fault? You get what I'm saying? And just that simple switch of accountability is going to allow you to push through so much more and it's going to allow you to step into that version that you are actually supposed to be instead of hiding in the shadows like I did for so long. And then just, you know, not giving yourself the credit that you need to give. So guys, that is it. That is all. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I hope you are having a fantastic day already. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Instagram, stick around because we're going to do a few minutes Q&A. And I hope you all have a great day and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.